Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, welcome back, Holly Harper. Holly is the creator and co-exec producer of Hello Late with Holly Harper on Brick TV, co-host of Twitter storytelling chat, Blurred Dating, and Time Out Chicago named her sketch comedy show, American Candy, as one to watch. Holly works with Gold Comedy and Stand Up Girls, two programs that empower young women by teaching them stand up comedy. And she is a creative consultant for the Black Women in Comedy Laugh Fest. Also, welcome back, Joanna Briley. Joanna is Brooklyn born, Connecticut raised. Joanna is proud creator of Black Women in Comedy Laugh Fest, created in 2018, and will have her fourth festival this June. That's June 14th through June 18th in various venues throughout New York City. Also welcome new friend, Chandra Daniels. Chandra is Director of Career Services at Vaughn College of Aeronautics and Technology. Chandra is producer of the BFF, that's Beautiful, Fabulous, and Funny Comedy Show, a monthly comedy show residency that donates partial proceeds to a Philadelphia-based STEM program whose mission it is to empower youth through tech industry training. And Chandra, known as the Humor Consultant, is the Executive Director of Strategic Partnership and Planning for the 4th Annual Black Women in Comedy Festival. Yes, it's all Black Women in Comedy Festival this episode, and it's a great episode to listen to so you can find out all of the various shows to see in New York City coming this June. That's Juneteenth. I want to thank all of our listeners of Friends Like Us because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcasts now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto-download function for Friends Like Us on Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Our Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast and Twitter is friendslikeus10. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or a donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friends like us special shout out to our patreon friends it's because of you we keep going now for our golden friends you have the option to watch our recordings live backstage that's right go to patreon backslash friends like us and be golden merch is available we have t-shirts hoodies coffee mugs face masks and tank tops they're all available go to marinafranklin.com weekly on my youtube channel i go live with my assistant evelyn frick my wacky friend dave jessica we give updates to the show we shout out fans who leave reviews we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by and sometimes we offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows with friends like us it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way Tell a friend you know to check us out. Stay safe. Wash those dirty little hands. Wear a mask still if you want to. Be kind. And Black Lives Matter. Whether it's the larger corporate coffee companies or the small local coffee shop, it seems like the coffee choice we have today are over-roasted and bitter or under-roasted and sour. And to top it off, bad coffee can be (laughs) really expensive. At Mariposa Coffee, they believe you shouldn't need to add cream and sugar to enjoy your coffee. They have a unique roasting process, so their coffee is clean, smooth, fresh, and a tasty that you can drink black. I've had their coffee. I love their coffee. Every time you see me with a coffee mug, know it's their coffee. And at just $12 per pound, you'll have enough money left over to buy eggs or gas or maybe more coffee. What? Say word. More coffee. They offer flavored coffees and decaf coffee of 
that's what you like. Shop online today at MariposaCoffeeCo.com and enter promo code FranklinFriends10. That's FranklinFriends10 to receive 10% off your first coffee order. That's MariposaCoffeeCo.com for smooth, enjoyable, and affordable coffee. Thank you guys for being here today. Uh This is the Black Women in Comedy I have freedom to be funny. Holly Harper, Joanna Briley, and Chandra Daniels. Oh, Oh, wow. You have a musical voice. You did musical comedy too? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I never did, but I I, I used to hate musical comedy. But I, I did do the music band. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, chee, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. Were you one of those? Like, we got trouble right here in River City. I was the pick a little, pick a little, pick a little, talk a little, chee, 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 talk. We were just talking about talk, talk a little more. That's some, that's some, that's <laughs> some quick tongue work. Look, I started going pick a little, pick a little. I was in high school when I did that play. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. so I still remember doing that. I, that was like my only. I think that was my only line was singing that. <laughs> so you and remember then, that? You, you know, remember that? In high school, it was like you know the Music Man. They were like, yeah. "Oh, what do we do with the black people?" Yeah, yeah. Well, let's make yeah. it a chorus. Mm, that's a, a, not all black people can sing. Listen, I was an alto and I loved my part. <clears throat> Moon River, <laughs> wider than a mile. Like that, I love that. I don't even know what the point. Fuck. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <But Moon River. laughs> Say it again. Sing it again. Sing it again. <clears throat> Moon River, wider than a wide. Wait, wait. I'm crossing the wait. I'm crossing the way. I'm the way. I'm crossing Brought the bass. The, the, is what the I'm saying, right? always do bring the bass. I don't know yeah, what we bring the bass. <laughs> I still love the altos. Yes, I'm just saying. Through. Yeah, we they can't balance through. the harmony. Them sopranos are showing off. With exactly. The... Yes. Yeah. See, this yeah, shows how sopranos. little I know. I thought altos were higher. No, no, no sopranos. Oh, are the what's sopranos. a tenor? No, I'm a tenor. Where is the tenor in there? Tenor. The tenor is just above the altos. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So you would think of I'm the Temptations. Right. If you look at the Temptations, uh, most of them were tenors, except for the dude with the deep voice, okay. who was my favorite. Uh, but yeah, uh, I loved chorus in, in high school. Yeah, chorus in high school I, is fun. Yeah. Yeah, Sopranos is like, you know. The bitches. They're the bitches. They're the skinny bitches. Most of them were skinny. Most of them were skinny. <laughs> to me, like the, the, the Sopranos are like the girls who play the flute in the band. Or like the, they play, or the piccolo. Because the, oh, no, the little tiny. Oh, yeah, no. it, it was high pitched. But the, in my school, I went to Abraham Lincoln in uh, Coney Island, and the girls that were soprano were uh, on the cheerleading team as well, and they were slim and they were in shape, and you know, all the guys loved them. And I was just like, well, I, I, I listen, the only the only surprise I knew were from the church, the, from the church. 
to have this festival uh, in its fourth year and have all these women that vie to get into it and stuff. It's just, I feel like the Harriet Tubman of comedy. <laughs> well, you know, I, I want to ask you also, and I, I congratulate you on, because it's, you know, it's one thing about having an idea. It's another thing to actually execute it yes. and just do it. Yes. So like that deserves major applause because everybody be talking. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it was And scary. grabbing that website is serious. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's the first thing I snatched. Um, but at the same time, my mother passed away and just before the festival. And so I needed this festival. I needed this festival to be uh, a, a comfort. I love comedy to the point where I, it was, that's all I saw in that process. And Chandra, that's when I met Chandra. That's when Holly came aboard. And it's just like everybody saw that this was something we needed as black women, a place for us to feel safe, a place for us to talk about the trials and tribulations of being a black woman in, in comedy. Uh, I know you have some stories. I know Khalees Hawkins has stories. Yamanika, like we have been through a lot and sometimes we don't talk about it because of whatever reason. But I know for a fact that to see, to go to the cellar back in the day and, you know, I'm laughing, I'm having a good time, but I'm like, I don't see nobody that look like me. Or if I did, it was a fluke. You know what I mean? Like you would have to catch it on the night or looking. Remember the daily news used to have who's going to be where on the weekend. So that's what I used to follow. But to find uh, that there's a festival that women are a part of um, is amazing. And these women help uh, execute it and behind the scenes. And it's just have become a labor of love and um, just endearment. Like just something that, is needed in this industry. It is. And I, I do, I applaud you. Now I want to ask Chandra, how did you, what made you, you it says you are the, uh, a producer and I think comedy consultant or humor, humor. consultant. <laughs> so it's funny how like things just align when it's supposed to, but I had started my business in 2016. I worked as um, educational consultant um, in the higher ed uh, arena and had decided that I had enough and quit my job in 2016 and started the business Monarch Productions and using humor as a tool. So every job I ever had, my comedy or me being funny kept my job, right? So running late, <laughs> but I'm here, right? Um, <laughs> but it was, they was like, oh, we, you missing? Yeah, because you're missing the light of the world. Here I am, I'm showing up, right? Um, or just for meetings and I would have to do workshops and facilitations and you know, you can get the message across more with humor. Um, and I realized that a lot that I was doing, especially with my staff or teams or um, with, you know, managing up to senior leadership, I was basically consulting. They were consulting me and I was using metaphor, metaphor, metaphorical, metaphorical, metaphorical um, oh, imagery. Oh, like I, I, I get that. I, I get tongue tied all the time. Metaphorical. Um, there you go. There you go. That word right there. <laughs> um, but I would use humor as an opportunity to share um, ways to reconcile, mediate, um, because laughter, everything goes down easier. And mm -hmm. that was my tool. So I created created the um, business um, and managed to do so um, for a whole year before my father got sick. And then I had to come to New York and be a caretaker. Um, and in that in that space, um, Joanna had posted about the black woman economy. Now I did not know Joanna. 
Um, I was not in any comedy circles or comedy groups. I was dipping in comedy. Like comedy was like my side dude. Like I had a main job <laughs> and then I was dating comedy, but I didn't want nobody to know because it was like, Shh, I don't want to get in trouble because, you know, I'm just trying to keep my, my lights on. Um, but Joanna had posted and I said, what's this about? And I reached out to her and I think it was like the last day to submit. And I submitted and I couldn't get my little clip over. So I reached out to her in the inbox. She responded right away. And we just, she, we just picked up the phone. I think we talked over Messenger for like an hour. Um, and when she was telling me what she just told you, I was like, this is dope. Because prior to that, I had started what was called the BFF Comedy Show, which is beautiful, fabulous, and funny. Um, and um, really had a, a space in Philadelphia because that's my my heart. My I'm from New York, but my heart is in Philadelphia. Um, and ran a couple of shows that I would do for fundraising. All my shows are fundraising based. Um, and I saw that what I was doing was aligned with what um, Joanna was doing. Except I just I didn't do just black women. I just had women in general. I just wanted a space for us because I didn't see anybody on these 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 flyers. You would see these flyers for comedy, and it'd be like twenty men, thirty men, forty men, and one chick. Right? You'd be like, well, where 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 the funny women? And so I said, well, if we can't find them, I'll just invite them out. And just did that. And when I reached out to Joanna to join the um, festival, I realized that she needed more help on the back end um, than me performing on the front end. And I love organizational structure. I love processes. I mean, I get, I get, I get my validation and my accomplishments from crossing stuff off. Like if something's done, yeah. And and I don't care who knows who's done. I know it's finished. I like finishing things. Um, and she said she needed some hands. And I said, well, I got some. And she and I just started vibing. And from there, I was behind the scenes, um, like the operating system in your phone. And Joanna was running <laughs> stuff and she was telling me stuff and we was going back and forth. Um, yes. And it just, we just clicked. Um, and it just, every year, I couldn't be a part sometimes, whatever, but I was either marketing, I was talking to Joanna, we were, you know, we were praying together, we were strategizing. Um, and I said to her, I said, I don't need to be in the front. I just need to see you succeed. Um, and that, that was important to me because when we do this thing, like you said before, put your money where your mouth is, we all talk about women and solidarity and all that stuff, but women are more catty than any species on this earth. We talk that, no, seriously, why do you think the 2016 campaign didn't happen? Because if the women would have came together and they were supposed to do what we're going through, we're going through now. Because women are not, we try, we say we want it, but we get together and we play games. So I saw that Joanna wasn't about no games. She really was about helping everybody, um, depleting her funds. I'm like, yo, listen, you can't, you you work. You can't be, nah, Chandra, I got to do this. So I realized her heart was true. Um, people were standing back. I heard, you know, I would hear stuff and I wouldn't say anything. I'm like, oh, yo, she, she got people who don't even want to see her succeed. So I was like, nah, I wasn't going to be one of those people. So um, I just helped out where I could. Um, with minimal shine, didn't need it, just wanted to see us succeed. And here we are. Four oh, years. Four years. That is Four so years. awesome. Four Every, years. Yes. Everything you said is so awesome because you are right. Like what I was saying about starting the podcast 10 years ago, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, you start something and you go, I want it to be all women. I want it to be all women of color. And then as you go down the process, it becomes really challenging on some yes. level because not all women mm. are for it for the same reasons you genuinely get into it. Because mm -hmm. guess yes. what, Marina? Women are human and human have emotions. Mm -hmm. People get jealous. They get upset. They get emotional. They're in their feelings. They whatever. Or they hype. They want to take over. 
it's all kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we all have a spectrum of humanity. And so as we take, you know, as we pull away the layers of these labels of being black and being women, at the end of the day, we're human. Um, and there's a humanity aspect to what Joanna is doing is bringing people together to hear black women because we are funny. And I just tapped into the humanity of it because I know how when I started as someone praying for me, helping me, and I just want to pass it forward. Joanna was so genuine. Um, and I just, I just loved her spirit about it. I met Holly, um, about maybe the first year, Holly, I met you as well. Yes. Holly was, Holly had a little clipboard. She had a clipboard. She had a clipboard. She was like, and so who are you? Oh, okay. And you're doing okay. And she's, people are like, who are you? The girl getting it done. Right. So she was like, okay. So I was like, so she was partnered with Joanna. So I yeah. was like, whatever you guys need me to do, do. So I just watched. So yes, you know, we I'm met in the wellness. It was a wellness thing on the last day. And we met through those really dynamic conversations. That's when we met. What, uh, Marina, one of the things I, I preface with this festival is we have a self-care and mental wellness aspect that's private. That's just for the women. We, I get a psychiatrist, a therapist, social worker, someone to come in and talk to us about dealing with the microaggressions, dealing with the different elements of having mental illness, because we as uh, artists, we suffer, some of us, and we don't have outlets other than stand-up comedy. But once you release it, how do you bring it back to yourself and take care of yourself? So that's part of the festival too. I, I like, we have a, a session coming up this year, um, Felicia, Pullen, um, Dr. Just, Pullen. Yeah, Pullen, mm -hmm. Dr. Pullen. She has a space in Harlem that she's opening her doors up for us because we had her last year and she enjoyed uh, pouring into us. So the goal is for us to, to leave this festival uh, fulfilled and having tools to, to navigate this system. And, and like I said, it's a network because we, we, okay, we continue. Cause I like, no, 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 jokes that, well, she's right. That piece is really powerful. Cause all you have five days, you pouring out, you cracking jokes, you're doing whatever you give it people, your energy. Every time we have that session, there's some people crying. They don't have every year, have every year, every, every year, year. People say, and they ask, is this happening this year? That component. And I remember the first year I actually referred my, my therapist, um, to be on the panel, right? And that was big because I was like, I don't want my therapist up there. And as you know, I didn't care because my therapist, she was a black woman. She was, she's absolutely dope. Um, and I said, Joanna, when I, when you meet her, she, and she came up there and she set the tone um, to now that if we don't do a wellness piece, then we're not doing what we're supposed to do. Yes. And Chandra, I remember, I remember what we bonded over. We were in that wellness thing and we were talking about conflict. We were talking about how comedians and how we as women, they're just artists, deal with conflict. And I really needed that. And I felt like the room really needed that. And so I just remember that first conversation we had. And so much of it was about your perception of what the conflict is, is not always what the conflict is. It never is. Right. It right. never is. It, you I can give you a perfect example with the, the post that was on your page, Holly. <laughs> and... <laughs> She, Holly was typing so damn fast that she had a typo, and it, 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 it was it was it was it, to me it was sexual, and I was like, oh, I said, I was trying okay, to say someone is such a host or such a talent, and I wrote and I wrote suck, right instead of suck, and I was like, what you talking about? So I right, didn't know what right. she so was when I, right, right. So Holly felt she felt the way like I thought she wasn't funny. I was like, where the hell did you get that from? Because I made a comment about this topic. I just was making them, I was trying to be yeah, funny. Yeah, you said what hosting, you said what hosting qualities. Yeah, 
that she know, like and, and I was like, right? are you saying I'm not a host? But but yeah. the I, thing I, is like, about conflict, instead of just popping off on social media and being like, you trying to talk about me? I called Joanna. I was like, hey, uh, this reads like this. What do you mean? But so many people don't bother to call the person and talk to them and actually have a dialogue and just assume the worst. And that's why I see so many conflicts where people just assume the worst and they go off publicly instead of uh, well, privately Ma- speaking to somebody. Well, Marina, I, 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 have, I have a confession. Me and Joanna, we wasn't friends all the time. Remember Joanna? Oh I'm going to do Lord. it again. But we love this. This is the best story. It's the best Chandra Daniels, Joanna Brawley story. Joanna and I were part of this festival. I was behind the scenes and I invited her and Holly to be on my birthday show. Right. 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 So I hit Joanna. I was hyped because it's Joanna. Right. Not just Joanna. It's Joanna Briley. I'm like hype. Holly's doing American Candy. I'm like, OK, I got the two of them coming. Showtime comes. No, no, Joanna. I, I mean, Holly was there. That's fine. But where's Joe? Like, where's Joe at? My feelings get hurt. My partner called me. She's like, Joanna not coming. Now, Joanna told my partner she didn't tell me. So I said to Mo, I said, she ain't even called me. She ain't called me my birthday. So I was in my feelings. Then we had to, we had, we had a, we had a post some, we had a post meeting with a lot of the women to kind of go through some of our challenges. Come to the meeting. I get shot down. I'm in my feelings again. So I said, you know, I'm not messing with this Joanna Brawley no more. She done, she done stood me up. I done had her back and she done, she done threw me to the dogs. And I'm telling you, when I say in my feelings, Marina, when she called me or I called her, it was a birthday, something, I called her for something. And I said, Joanna, it's me. She said, hey, Chandra. I said, no, I got to talk to you, right? And it was like, I just needed to let her know how I felt. And she, you know what happened? She fell asleep. Now. Knowing my friend now, she worked for Transit. Guess what? I'm up with her one or two in the morning now. I do the night shift for her, so I know what it is. We're talking. I didn't realize how much she worked, right? I didn't know how much time and effort she put in this. Now that I'm up with her for her nine, her 12 o'clock shift, I go to bed at 5 o'clock now messing with Joanna and got to get up and go to my day job after work with her shift. I need some pension money from you, Joanna. I'm just letting you know. I'm putting on airs. Joanna owes me TMTA money, but we, we... And so what I realized was like, oh, my God. It wasn't that she missed it on purpose. A lot of stuff is we take stuff personal. And I took it personally because it was my birthday. And I was like, she stood me up on my birthday, right? And I and here I was for her, for all her visionary stuff and everything. And on my one day I get a year, my friend who I thought was my friend, but I realized that was my stuff. So I apologize. Cause I, I was one of those people and I don't when I get mad, I don't talk, I stop talking. I just I just I just which I her number was still on my phone, so she was safe, but I wasn't calling her. I didn't want to hear nothing. I would pass that post. I might like something, but I didn't love it. Right. I, would, I, mean, I, I like it. I like it. Right. That's such, that's so, no, such for real. Maturity. I'm serious. And so, and then I realized, yeah, but guess what happened? If we had not, if I had not reached out, cause I, I was wrong. I was wrong in interpreting that she had intentionally, right? Cause we, we all, like I said, I'm human too. Right. So I'm thinking she purposely didn't want to be, cause it, I'm in my feelings. And all she did was she was going to be late for work if she didn't sleep. So was it my birthday or was it her job? Well, I'd have picked my job too. But the the reality is, is that I had to get over it. I had to honestly apologize not only to Joanna, but to myself for making myself feel bad. Um, and if I had none done, done that, I wouldn't be on this podcast today because I would have missed the blessing of being able to continue to work with these ladies uh, and develop the relationship that I have with Joanna because she realized that I wasn't, 
being anything more than human. She accepted my apology. She apologized. You know, then we was in this, oh my God, we missed all this time together. And then it's just, you know, <laughs> but it was a matter of me just sitting back and saying, dang, Chandra, come on. Like, you, I enjoy comedy and I, I don't, I don't mess with a lot of people. I'm one of these these people who kind of I go on stage, I do my thing, and I'm off. And y'all might not see me for another two years. Like I'm, I don't, I don't hang out like that. So I don't know who's in the comedy scene. I'm not there for all of that. I'm just there because I like comedy. I love that you. The operative word is is human and humanity. On the last episode we had, someone said that she felt that most people after the pandemic are humanity checked out. And I do find that, you know, is happening like relationships, social skills. Yeah. But that also, it depends on how you are. Cause I'm more humanity checked in. Right. Mm -hmm. So it did the reverse to me because I also lost my father during, during the, during the pandemic. So I, and I got to see him pass. So I got to see the, the ramifications of, being able to be with someone who took their last breath. But at the same token, I also worked in healthcare, which was totally out my field. So there are a lot of people who are humanity challenged, but it's a choice. Like it really is a choice to check out. And I do feel that some people, not all, use the pandemic as an excuse not to be human. Like it like it affected them, but you're still human. You can still work on it. Like it's not, it's not, it's not over yet. We're still here. But I think also the the thing that I love why why we're talking about this is you're bringing it to black women like black women don't get that human factor like we're supposed to be strong we're supposed to be magical we're supposed to be you know over like like i don't overachievers we're the caregivers we're taking care of not just our family but white families so, you know, it, it's really nice that you say this as you are working on a festival that involves black women, that you are incorporating wellness into it because it is so needed. We take on so much. We don't take a, a lot. We I had Dean Edwards on the show who said, how many of us? Oh, what's that in the background? I'm that sorry. Is. Sorry. That's me getting some tequila. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot to oh, tell you. You should have did the drink. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Marina, yes, you're going to have to put in your rules. You're going to have to put in your rules. New rule. I'm sorry. It's, a, it's, a, it's in there. New rule. She was like, while we're talking no, about rules, she was like, open up some rules. She was like, you got to get out down to it. She was like, I got what y'all need. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but that's so funny. You're Wait, like, I got you. And she wellness. didn't finish. She kept talking. Why? She's still sipping. She's hilarious. still sipping. Look at you. But, you know, I, I think it is important that you have that component. I, I find that with therapy, like how many of us don't feel like we can take time for ourselves, that we have a right to take care of ourselves, to acknowledge that, you know, it's just difficult. We're human. It's not all going to work out. Or ask your, ask your people, are they okay? Just check in. Yo, Joe, how you feeling today? Holly, how you feeling today? Marie, how you... It don't got to be no long test. Ain't got to be, yo, yo, you good? My friends, at least once a month, I have a really good support system of friends. And they're like, yo, see, you good? Now, you can see me posting and y'all posting, but post ain't nothing. There's stuff behind those posts. They're people. And sometimes we're just posting because we're marketing something, whatever, but people are going through stuff. 
You got to check in with your people. So we have an article from uh, with Gat. Wait, when does the festival start? Exactly. <clears throat> Opening night is on. June 14th and closing night is the 18th. So it's June 14th through the 18th. I coincided with the Juneteenth celebration because our motto is we have the freedom to be funny uh, as black women. You know, we're going to unleash the cracking of jokes. <laughs> unleash <laughs> the cracking. And, uh, <laughs> I knew somebody's going to say that. God, I, had I, like, to. <laughs> I had to. Yes. And so, yeah, the festival, um, we cha- it, it was during Black History Month that we originally did the festival. It was cold. But because of COVID, right, but no, COVID, COVID, no, we still were successful. Mm-hmm. But COVID made us shift to June because we were going to do outside spaces. And so yeah. once June happened, it was like, oh, this is perfect. Because I always felt like when in the beginning, I was so nervous, Marina, because I felt like anytime we take space for ourselves that we were going to hit be hit with the trolls on on social media and stuff so i figured we were protected by black history month so nobody's gonna mess with us and then juneteenth we won't be messed with but now this week i put an ad for facebook and i'm getting a couple of hits of trolls the devil you know, stays some busy. People are putting the in, devil stays busy. Yeah, but this is the first time. So um, I had some people put the monkey emoji. Uh, um, I, I reported the, reported them, and then they gave us the angry face. I rep- you do a thing where um, I think there's a thing where you can block sensitive things like mm. monkeys and <laughs> like I know on Instagram, like Tony Woods used to always love. <laughs> every comment on my video was him having a a monkey like wow. ass gas wow ass gas, oh, okay, like, like okay wind coming from the monkey's okay. ass okay and i was like all right i love you tony but enough is enough mm-hmm. so like on instagram you could kind of like oh put the, okay i'll look into that tonight no more it's, no it's, more monkey emojis well, i mean you gotta admit it's, it's it is weird to have people so obsessed with what we're doing yeah. Like, don't you have a I'm life? Like, you don't have a life. It makes sense. We're so, we're so amazing. I yes, know. It's sir. like, why are you so obsessed with me? Like, it just feels like that. Yes. So I, well, they are, they, cause they, they learn from us. They yes. steal from us. So yes. of course, you know, and it's always like, I'm always saying this on stage. I was like, it was a global pandemic. And yet the focus always seemed to be about what black people were doing, how black people were feeling. Because we wasn't this. outside. They couldn't see us no more. Yeah. So they kept going. Well, wait, wait, where, where are they? Yeah, they couldn't see us. We were inside the house. We were minding our business. We wasn't causing no problems, right? Mm. Oh no, no, we weren't there to to have the problems. You know, we couldn't. We couldn't. They had no narrative. Black people was outside doing stuff. They had to get this, so they had to make up, and it was just all filled with negative stuff. And I, I, I challenge everyone to start leading with these positive, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff Mm -hmm. before we start going into these statistics that are always drilled at us black women can't get a date yes. black women have mm-hmm. this but you have to ask yourself month. who's yeah. running these statistics right everything is a narrative everything is psychological joanna i had a post um i was promoting one of the joke sisters right mm-hmm. um and they had a a street i don't know i think i did it i don't know who i sent it to but end up going to like the middle part of the, the united states i think <laughs> went all over and i got all these people so i started to respond to them i'm like oh tickets are please come out we would love to have you mm-hmm. right 
And I don't know if they was into their friends, but what they end up doing was helping me, helping my page. Yeah, because you were sitting right. there doing stuff. So I was like, thank you for your support. Then it stopped. <laughs> then they it, it like clicked. Like, oh shoot. Like, yeah, y'all see what y'all doing? Keep keep it coming. Um, yeah. And what I realized is that the they, yeah, they want you to get to their level where they're affecting you. And my thing right. is that I know who I am. I know whose I am. So if you want to sit around and waste time and help my page and help the business that I'm trying to support with my friends, go right ahead. I know I'm not a monkey. I know I'm not shit. I know I'm, I am I know that my, there's a, there's a picture. I know you guys have seen it where you had a, a nanny who was nursing a white child from one I've breast and a that. black child from another breast. Yeah. So I know what my ancestors have done and what we're trying to do here. Right. Um, and right. so Marina, I do believe in that, the positivity that we can share and it can get annoying cause it's like, dang, but Joanna, they do help the app. They really do help the aggregate. They do. <laughs> they, they, okay. they, 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 they bump my page. I only have 500 people after that. <laughs> I said, where'd these a thousand followers come from? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, so you want to follow, go right ahead, but I'm not going to do nothing but give you love and joy and happiness. That's it. That's all yes. I got. I'll tell you what, racism is, I, I, I had this thought this week, and I know it's not an original thought, but it's just something that I realized is that racism, it can be money worthy. Hmm. Uh, it It is very, it's like porno. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's all it's been. It's an economic CNN, field. I don't know if you've noticed this, mm-hmm. but CNN has been sliding Ooh. into the oh, they right sure are. They sure are. Because they realize they need that money. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the and political cycle that's coming brings... up. Look what's coming up. Yeah. You got this dude in Florida. You got. I think I saw something that said that NAACP warns black they people sure did. not yes. to go to Florida. I said, uh, this is where we're at now? <laughs> this is what we're doing? But you know I got what? people down there. I'm so glad that they said that because it really does put the focus on what is so crazy with Florida that the NAACP would say this. Because we do need to look at why is Florida like that? Why do we have a whole state? That's... Florida been like that, Holly. I know, but I, I know yeah. what I'm saying is I'm so glad the NAACP did that, oh, okay. so we can take a look at Florida. Yeah, because Florida has Florida has been crazy. You, you, we know this. But they making money. Yeah. It's to Marina's point. It's, it's. Uh, I say this to say this to my students. Of this. If you look at it, if you take away the emotions, just totally, but. Racism is the economic fuel of capitalism. Somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. And if I get you emotionally involved, check the stock market. Check the stock market the day that that George Floyd caught the L. Check the stock Mm -hmm. market. Remember when he caught the L and everybody started sending us letters. Oh, dear black people. I I got that first letter. It dropped, didn't it? Uh Uh-huh, because it's like, oh. Listen, the clubs that we were in uh, two years ago, we're not in anymore. So that, that... uh, mm-hmm. opportunity has waned mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm so disappointed because I really was like, Oh, you know, really? yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. People yeah. Lean the, they leaned in and they lean right back out. They're like, Oh, I can <laughs> lean back out. Okay. Put your left foot in. I was with no, you guys. I was with you guys. But now no, no, they only leans in because they got to see the graphic. See, we've been seeing the neck, the, the, the knee on the neck. They saw the graphic of what that looked like and they got scared. They was like, oh, mm-hmm. dip. Once they realized, oh, we, we vaccinated these folks, COVID is doing what it's doing, we're going to go back to whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they they tapped in, but they right. really have never played it. This stuff, what's going on in Florida, is just to stir the pot. What they, what they closing? The woke stuff, the, the true stuff. They don't want mm-hmm. people to be tapped in to the reality of, yo, racism is dumb. Well, because we were, really getting, we were getting too close to the truth. 
we were yes, we were having yes. like the real conversations and people were getting too close to the truth. But all of a sudden it, it was still having them. Yeah, still having them. But all of a sudden so, it was like, ah, oh, my kid can't learn about that. Nope, nope, my kid, nope, sorry. <laughs> and Florida is a sweet state. Go- now, Whoopi Goldberg reveals she dared Barbara Walters to say the N-word <laughs> while co-hosting the view. Yeah, she did. She that said, go hilarious. ahead and do it and see and what see happens. What happens. Right. Now, this is the teacher. This is coming up again because a teacher was placed on leave and then resigned while the student was suspended from school. Because in Missouri, a teacher had repeatedly said the mm-hmm. N-word and the t- student was like, you can't do that. And they were recording the teacher, right? So the students suspended because they're not allowed to record. <laughs> that takes now this conversation yeah. made Goldberg revisit a moment between her and former now past go- co-host Barbara Walters, who wanted to say the word. <laughs> I think she was saying the word in a sentence. You know, she thought she could just throw it out Why? there. The panel was discussing then Texas Governor Rick Perry's family owning a hunting place in West ta- Texas mm-hmm. with a historic rock that has the words, you know, yeah. in or had painted on mm-hmm. it. So I've had this moment with someone before and I, I, you know, they were an owner of a comedy club and I said to them, please don't say that word again. And let me tell you, they would not back down. <gasps> and um, there was some another comedian there who was like, yeah, you just shouldn't really say the word. And they were like, yeah, but I'm just using it in a, I'm not, Wow. Trying to say the word like I'm not using it. I'm just trying to use it in a sentence. And I I really don't feel like I should be challenged on this. And I was like, when I tell you my face, my body responded to that moment. I still think about that moment. It is the ugliest feeling in the world Mm -hmm. when someone white tells you their right to say that word. Yeah. 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 I mean, I grew up in a very Trump Pence land in South Jersey and I heard that word getting on the school bus in the morning. You know, I'd be the only Mm -hmm. black girl on the bus. Kids wouldn't let me sit on the bus. I'm not letting that, you know, N word sit with me. No. You know what I mean? I never forget. It was such a switch from growing up in Philadelphia and then being in South Jersey to hear the word used like as they intended. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's rough. And I remember saying things like, you know, you can't say that. And they'd be like, yes, I can. And it makes you realize that some people really are just desperate to have such a negative power over you. Like they are just mm-hmm. entrenched in it. And that's all they really have. That's right. all they really have. I'm just, I'm just glad that uh, Whoopi didn't whoop Barbara ass. Because nah. <laughs> I was like... I was like, what's she gonna do? What we gonna do? What we gonna what's that? go ahead and do and find out? Like I was like, what's well, she? Well, she said you. I won't, but someone else may. Yeah, right. That's that. what she says. She goes. Uh, Goldberg said to her, "But that's up to you to find out. If you're not interested in finding out what happens if you do say it, I suggest you don't say it. And just keep <laughs> moving on with other things." She sounded yeah. like she sounded like she was not playing. She sounded very yeah. black right there. Which is yeah. very yeah. weird. It's very weird because I don't. I mean, I about you. I never feel the urge to say other racial slurs against other races. Like, no. I don't feel mm-hmm. that urge. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why do so, you feel this thing? Why do you feel like that? So <laughs> when, you, when you have a industry um, that uses it constantly and their promotion of who we are as a people, when you have us that use it, and I'm guilty, I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm, guilty. I'm guilty. 
Um, and when I use the A, not the ER, (laughs) um, it's still bad. (laughs) And you know what? I'm not trying to be funny, but it is a connotation. But when, when we use it ourselves, um, we have given other people permission to use it. And that's why they said, well, if you, why can't we? Right. And so here's the other piece, which I'm really not trying to be, um, devil's advocate, but who are we to tell anybody they can't say what they want to say? Like, and if it's offensive to you, and I'm not saying it's right, I'm just saying, you know, that's 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 what people hold on to there. Oh, I have a right to say what I want to say. Um, but it's only in a bad way. Why can't you say something good? Like if you want to say something, why why can't we be something good? I think that again, giving people permission by lyrics being littered with the word, um, and then littered in celebration of the word. Um I think it's it's another wanting to be like us, wanting to be a culture, you know, a culture culturated to an extent. Again, not giving an excuse, but people only do what you allow them to do, and if you do it to yourself, people do that. You give them permission to do do it to you as well. Um, yeah. And we haven't stood up collectively. Yeah. The, the our our own race is divided between using the word. So yes. we've given people. We've given that that division is the crack that people come in. You know, uh-huh. but I bet you Barbara didn't use it. I, she might have used it, but I, I bet you she didn't. I didn't. Did you hear her use it? I, I mean, Whoopi challenged her. Oh, she knew better. Right, because Whoopi said, try if you want to. Well, if you read the article, Sherry Shepard had a problem. Yes, she was using it. Yes, she, she was. She, yeah. yeah, she was using it to describe that governor's rock. And to me, and Sherry was like, I, I think I, I was watching it in real time. I remember Sherry going, ooh. Right. Yeah, like, come right. on, yeah, come on, Bobby, you know better. Because you can still say N-word head. Right. Like, we know what you mean. Me, we say, know what you mean. Right, right. Right. And that's the part. You know what the hell the N-word stands right. for. So why use it? I just want to know what black the people, comfort level. I want to know when we adopted level, it. When right? did black people Sorry. adopt it as a term of endearment? Like, when did that happen? Like, was it 1962? Was it like, when did it happen that I the word became... It in hip-hop, when hip-hop, uh, I'm going to say hip-hop in the 80s, started using it in the rap because I don't remember my like my friends using it um but when I started hearing hip-hop the hardcore hip-hop right and I started hearing it in hip-hop and I was like well, were people using this in their homes with their family, with their friends I remember their hearing it I, the nope. first time I remember hearing it was hearing on Richard Pryor albums that my parents played right 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 Richard yeah, Pryor I didn't hear I it. think there's probably a historical moment you know that happened mm-hmm. in comedy. But he chose that he wasn't going to use yeah, it. Yeah, I remember anymore. that. And then his later I, I, one, yeah, he was like a right. Went to but that's after that his whole career girl. was was built on yeah. him using. And he said it so funny. It's like, <laughs> and I, I mean, when Richard Pryor said it, it was. And I think that again, the guilt might lie where it lies, um, and it's giving people permission to just say what they want. Um, and then they don't even say it right. If you want to be honest, no. it's like if you're going to say it. Say it with your chest. They don't even say it right. Like right. they say it wrong and they say it all ill, but then you realize it derived from them as as being um derogatory. But I don't know if you guys um took it a little bit further. Um the word negus, N-E-G-U-S, it yes. really comes from royalty. Um right. and it's and it's really a word that they they took the negus and made it the N-word. Um, mm-hmm. there's a whole, there's a whole historical piece behind it. Most stuff came and had a whole, um, a whole art exhibit Are at you? the Brooklyn museum. 
Oh, okay. okay. Um, you turned into a whole tap. You a she tap? I'm a she tap. I'm a she tap. Um, and I went to sleep. It was a very. I'll share it with you guys if you, uh-huh. you want to need it for an, another episode, Marina. It's a very, very um, fabulous word. It goes back to it's a king. It was a king. It's a whole thing about um, N-E-G-U-S, Um, a whole historical context behind it. Um, right, but it yeah, was I've taken. Heard, I've heard them use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard them use it. It was taken out of context, and then the. Yeah, the negative aspect mm-hmm. of it. You know, anything that we find to be supreme, to be beautiful, to whatever, it's always turned negative when it comes to us. Even the religion, like Christianity, we can go and talk about that. That's not our religion, but we have been brought right. up through slavery, through Christianity. Um, I just find, like, when you start going back to the source of all this information, <laughs> critical race theory, I don't know why they called it that. They should just called it American history. Mm-hmm. Ah. It was a course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a yeah. course. And now they're misunder. It's yeah. like people don't really understand. Because they that. look bad in it. They look bad. Yeah. They look bad. And here's the thing. You've, you've, you, you've been telling the story from a conqueror's position where you've been the right. good guy. Right. Right. But you always have been the bad guy. Right. And so when we were sitting in school, I would read some of the stuff. I'm like, dang, the, the Europeans was, they was, what was they doing? And then right, you realize yeah. that a lot of pieces were missing. And as mm-hmm. we got older and as we started studying, you have to thank God for higher ed and, and these people doing research and all this stuff that pulled it to the light. Because a mm-hmm. lot of this, look, people didn't know about Tulsa, t- t- um, what's this, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wall Street. Right. Yeah, Wall Street. Um, and this Black was, Wall Street. This, was a, this was a part of our history for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the former president of the presidency that was there prior to the president that's there now. Um, acted like he just, you know, I think he, he was very prominent. He said, and I don't know if you guys remember this. I'm going to find the article. He said, if black people knew who they were, I quote what he said. He said, they would definitely not be putting up with this stuff. He said this, right? Because wow. they know who they, they know who we are. We yeah. have to continue to understand that we are who we are and cannot let a lot of this happen. Um, we just had this Congressman Santos, right? Walking around his yeah. foot. I don't know how long <laughs> he's been a fraud. He was a fraud. He got elected as a fraud. Now he want to keep the spot. Dude, you're not yeah. even who you are. You're not real. What's so nope. crazy to me about critical race theory, which is not even taught in schools. It's a law. It's a Mm-mm. graduate. Right. It's in like college. It's, it's, a, a, graduate. it's a graduate. But like what's so crazy yeah. about it is when the whole idea they say, well, I don't want the white kids. It makes them feel bad. It makes them feel bad. What gets me about that is, you know, I went to a Quaker school for high school and, you know, a lot of Quakers were the first abolitionists. I always thought to myself, how come you don't give white children a, a chance to see themselves on the right side of history. Like, why can't you allow right. them to say, well, you know what? I side with the white people that were anti-slavery. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, right. I believe in yeah. those people. Those are my people. That makes, right. I can align myself with that. It's like such an ignorance of history. They're right. ignorant and scared of a history they don't even know. They just don't right. want to go back because they know that somehow they'll look and bad. And then what's in wrong it. with feeling bad? You can't feel bad. Right. You supposed to always feel good. I read something the other well, day. Well, black mm-hmm. kids feel bad all yes, the time. All the time. Listen, all the time. When Roots, when Roots was displayed in uh, the, the late uh, 70s for me. 77. I, I was a black kid in the all-white school, and I was I was angry. He was Kuta Kinte was, the next day, right? I, I was, oh, I was so <laughs> angry. I wanted to F- everybody up. Yeah. Like, don't you even say right. the N-word to me. Don't too. you mm-hmm. say 
all of this. There was no discussion afterwards on how to deal with that. All I saw was kids making fun of me. Mm-hmm. And I was dark, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I looked like Kizzy. And, and you know, so I was so angry. And I was like, you know what? Let somebody say something to me. <laughs> it's on and popping. And so uh, I think we got out of class. Like, they let us take the day off. I don't know if they realized what it was that they showed us. Kids were getting their butts in, Kids were fifth, getting their butts I was in fifth grade. I think I was in fifth grade when that came out. So it's like, wait, you going to put this in the auditorium with a whole bunch of kids? <laughs> but you want us to see this? I was, like, so devastated. Because I was now, like, I knew, I knew deep down inside that that wasn't my story. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that wasn't yeah. the end of who we are as black people that we did overcome. And like, I just knew within myself that I was, I was yeah, like that. Well, my grandma had a, a dog named Kunta, so I couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> a white poodle named Kunta. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kunta. wow. We just called him Kunta. Kunta, oh Kunta. So, I miss Kunta. Kunta was a beautiful dog. Um, I do want to go to this article after, um, Holly, you say what you're about. No, I was going to say, I'm, you know, I'm so sick of enslavement being like the totality of black history. First of all, enslavement, that's white history. Okay. That's y'all. That's y'all history. (laughs) Okay. But the thing is like enslavement is not black history. Enslavement interrupted black history. Like we had a whole program in progress and then enslavement came along. So that's all. I just get tired of that being like the poster Mm -hmm. the poster for black history. Right. Now, after we talked about the N-word being like a problem, this could solve it. Chinese comedian arrested (laughs) after joke about army. Now, there's it's it's complicated because, you know, and comedy in America is kind of heading in this direction Mm -hmm. when you think about it. After a Chinese comedian told a joke about, uh oh, my computer, sorry. Is they're always trying to send me ads when I'm (laughs) like, after a Chinese. I know. After a Chinese comedian told a joke about his dog, dogs being similar to a military slogan in China, he was arrested. Mm. And the club that he performed at was fined about 2.1 million wow. USD dollars. Is that dollars? This is 1.7 million pounds. So it's like $4 that's million. equivalent to $2.1 million. Wow. Oh my God. It has also sparked an investigation by the Beijing police. The joke that got him arrested was his comparison of his adopted dogs chasing after a squirrel. Other dogs you see would make you think they are adorable. These two dogs only remind me of Fight to Win, Forge ex- Exemplary Conduct. I guess that's the, the army or whatever. So the audio was shared on Weibo, China's Twitter-like platform, I knew better than and that. has gone viral. Yeah. And the platform has been suspended. Is that a punchline, though? Because it didn't sound like a punchline. I don't get it. I didn't get the joke. Well, that's because he's his punchline is, for them, uh-huh. this is what really happened, yeah, though. He was, In the room, mm-hmm. he got laughs. Yeah, oh, because they got it. Because they got it. They, so they got it. It was one of those moments where it's like, you know, jokes, what we do, we're like the truth yeah, tellers. Right, mm-hmm. right. The ones, you know, like a lot of us say the things that people want to say parts out loud. Mm-hmm. And Beijing, China they're is not like, playing. Yeah, they didn't like that. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like oh, what he, did you say again? He told too much <laughs> of the truth. 
Well, the the, the slogan, anyways, I'm not going to get, <laughs> the slogan America, sucks, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm like, the slogan sucks. I'm like, I, like that's what, it, it really is hilarious in the sense that that serious part of the joke is what got them arrested, got him arrested. He's going to go to jail. he probably get killed if because he's he already out of the country. He criticized them. It's the same thing as over here, critical race, right? You crit- anything you criticize, the status quo, you're telling but the powers that be. They're worse over there. Oh, I'm, yeah, they I'm don't thankful. play. They don't yeah, play. Because thankful. critical thinking is ask, it, it encourages you to ask questions. Ask that Absolutely. question. Right. Ask questions. So they don't want that. They don't want that. They don't want that. They don't want that. No. And then and I, then he out there. Then he out there telling the truth. See if if if, if the joke would have bombed, he'd have been good. Nobody laughed. Yeah, they would have been like, been all right. Good. But yeah. the fact that people laughed, they agree with it. Means somebody they agree with it. The other piece is that they always watching you over. You said Beijing. Everybody in trouble. Yeah. The platform in trouble. Yeah, the, he in trouble. The week I'm not even trouble. using Beijing color in my hair. I'm like, later for Beijing. I'm boycotting. <laughs> <laughs> no more Beijing in my hair. No more Beijing hair. Okay. No. Wow. I just think it's 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 interesting, like, because we always debate over what we can say and what we can't say, and they were just they just ended it. Mm. They're like, we're charging you and we're arresting you. End of story. Like, could you imagine? Like, we talk about cancel culture. Like that's the ultimate. Uh, they don't want people thinking. Freedom of thought is not happening anymore. Don't say it. Now we were all talking about. We were talking about age before we started the podcast, mm-hmm. right? We were talking about menopause. Now the cover of what's <laughs> Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated was with um, Martha Stewart, yes. right? And but I didn't put that in as an article because I wanted to talk about Missy Elliott. Oh yeah, uh, because you know while we're talking about like. I mean, she looks know, amazing. So she looks amazing. So if you put a same black, I mean, I know white people get mad. Well, listen, your joke went viral. I shared it myself. When you say, <laughs> you said people don't know your That's age. My yes, my, my black girl magic. That shit was hilarious. And people, what do they call it? Um, they lip sync to it, and they do. Yes. Yeah, they do the joke. Mm-hmm. But that TikTok. Yeah. Yes, TikTok is when it went crazy. But yeah, that's true. We black don't crack. Well, Missy Elliott's latest Instagram post make makes it look like she is aging backwards. Mm-hmm. The three photos included a full face of makeup and a slicked back ponytail, her beauty remaining the same. The post gained over 148,000 likes and over 3,300 comments. Wow. Including celebrities commenting on her radiant beauty. The celebrity com- commenters included Taraji, mm-hmm. P. Henson, Chloe, Bailey, Trina, and Genuine, and others. A few fans compared her to Carisha Brownie. Um, so here's the thing. Like, obviously, we're, we're going to all looks fade. It's It, it really in the grand scheme of things, getting older is what happens, and I get that. But you know, I I feel like that's our justice, so I love like <laughs> highlighting it. You know, I I know like not everyone wants to highlight that, but I feel like that is our justice. Yes. Like mm-hmm. you know, we, we it's been we spend so much time trying to get where we gotta go. Mm-hmm. So it's good that we still look good when we finally get there. Yes. And you're like, girl, right. how old are you? Thank you. Yeah. What? But you know, you so she she it. also lost the weight, and weight will age yes. you. So, yes. you know, if she's lost, she probably lost years by losing the weight. Um, she was right. already pretty, but the fat, you know, fat just, just to me, I always say I got to disguise. Like, you don't really know what Shonda Dames look like because I'm big girl. <laughs> but I let the little girl come outside of me. Ooh, girl. But I think that's what we saw with Missy. Like, she lost the weight. 
Um, and not only was she already black on crap, but fat is whack, right? So the fat came on. <laughs> and no offense. I mean, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm a big girl myself, right. but weight does, it ages your bones, it ages your muscle. It just Well, they say when you're older, actually, to fill out is actually helps you from looking older. Yeah. Did you yeah. know that? Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Is that is true. That is true. Yeah. When I look at Missy and yeah. I realize, like, like Missy... Yeah. Like she got so big, she was famous and she was really young. She had years in between, but she had some, uh, she had a health crisis. Health so mm-hmm. when I see yes. her now, I see like, oh, she's on the other side of it. She's well. Side of it. And that radiates. You know right. what I mean? Like she's got the was black skin and the, and the health. Was it lupus? I don't Did she know. have lupus? I don't know. But mm-hmm. I know Let that it was something that was really chronic and she suffered. You know what I mean? So I'm like, to see her well is wonderful. Right. Yeah, Elliot was announced as a member of this fall's inductee oh. class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Finally. finally. Yes, making her the first female rapper with the honor. Wow. Her, I love her. She's whole in there before career. MC Light? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. She, well, in, um, I mean, no, but you know, she she's a great, producer and she has, she has a span, of course. Not that. Miss, she, yeah, it's she, she has great duties. Grazen. She has great grades. Gra- yeah. I said grades. Probably not the neighborhood. No, just grades. Oh, not grades. Neighborhood. <laughs> Gabriel Union. <sighs> we split everything 50 50. I'm, I'm sorry. Know I'm going to mute. Find... I'm going to mute for this conversation. Uh, no, no, we need to. I know they didn't split that break baby 50 50. Um, oh. I'm just saying. I just... like her. And oh, I love them both. She's... But I'm just saying. Um, She's still dealing with trauma and she doesn't like she has it to me. She's masking. She's doing a lot of masking and a lot of masculinity. (laughs) But she does say something that's very informative. I watched. I I encourage you all. I mean this Mm -hmm. to subscribe to Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. uh, Yes. Yes. That. I didn't know that they have on YouTube mm-hmm. these in, these great interviews. interviews. Yeah, they're great. Wow. Right, they're very, very, very transparent. And so this one is very transparent of Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say this, like, what I plucked out that I liked was that she talks about the vision board and mm-hmm. how much she hated and she thought it was like corny. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm like, oh, I ain't gonna do, you know, like I, what am I going to sit on my floor and put pictures on a piece, you know, but she wrote a check to herself and she said every year it gets, if she makes more money than that check because she wrote it to herself. Right. And then in the memo section, she puts what that amount, should bring her mm. what it means have you ever done that yes talk about that Joy. well uh lois thompson and i uh for new year's eve we did a vision board party at her house and on the vision board were things that uh we wanted and one of them was of course slim being slimmer uh having more money um, and you have to believe, you have to daily look at it and see it so that you know it's attainable. And um, just the belief in manifestations is the key, you know? So when you manifest, that's why I say it's, it boils down to religion, basically. I don't believe in Christ- Christianity per se. I believe in the manifestation of goodwill, intention, and 
knowing your purpose in life. And those align itself when you see your vision and where you're trying to head. And so when it comes to the vision board, put what you want to see. Put like you want that big house, you want that big car, it will come. It yeah. definitely is. And I'm 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 yeah, I'm working on it. I still have some things that I checked off. Uh the checking account. It's coming along. I need to write another check. <laughs> Put another memo. Well, it was in- I love that because it, it is interesting that she put on there a ring, but it wasn't what she didn't give her the feeling that she thought. Mm-hmm. Mm. So like sometimes what you put on there, you'll realize is not really what you're seeking. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Also, you right. have the ability to adjust it because uh, the universe will, do, they will, it, the re- universe talks to you. It gives you moments where you see the story as it unfolds. Mm-hmm. So if you're paying attention, uh, you can read, you, you, you're the editor of your life, yeah. if you will, if you're paying attention. So mm-hmm. that's what I love about what we're doing with the festival mm-hmm. is um, I have learned because the first two years I was stressed. The last year I was not stressed. I allowed it to be, let it to come, let it do because I cannot control any of it. And so that's where I'm at in this place. I wore jumpsuits with my arms out, like stuff that I would never do because I was so subconscious about who I was as a person and showing up. Uh, So the vision board allowed me to see me in its entirety. And uh, I want to start crying, but I, or it's a tequila, one of the two, okay. (laughs) But... (laughs) Um, I've never had anyone drink tequila virtually on and let it be the last let it be the last person too slow sips slow yes that's it this is only listen i work the night shift this is happy hour okay so don't be listen i I get it yes Um, exactly to to joanna's point um or to to your original point and then piggyback on joanna that was her that writing that check was her vision board Right. Mm-hmm. That was her. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily a board that she sat down and did. But for her, um, having enough money that's sustainable for her family is important mm-hmm. to her. Having enough money t- for, you know, to validate who she is um, was important. to her. So her vision wanted to make sure she made or exceed it more. Um, I am a Christian and I, and I subscribe to biblical um, scripture. And so in the scripture, it says, write the vision down, make it plain. Right. It is it is it is a universal law. Words matter. That's why it's very important mm-hmm. what you say out of your mouth, because you cannot take yes. it back what you say over your children. What we write on Facebook, because that's energy It's all energy, vibrations mm-hmm. and frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens is, is that Christ consciousness is just a higher version of love. It's just love mm-hmm. at the highest mm-hmm. level. Um, yeah. But it allows us to be able to speak into what we want. So when you say I would like to have. Um, or anything that comes after the words I am, I that is am, who you are. Yes. I am is Christ consciousness. I am is love. I am is love is a is a creating force. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's important Action. when you visualize. So yeah. when you visualize something, not only do you see it with your eyes, your mouth says it, your body receives it. That's why it says you you attract who you are. So if you're attracting sucker sucker boys and and and, and whatever they call them today, they call them uh, f boys. Okay, <laughs> um, there's a yeah. part of you that's that's an f girl, right? What what are you doing mm. out here to attract that? So we don't understand the power. I mean, we just we're just given 70, 80 plus years on this earth, but we're very powerful energetically. 
Um, vision, what you visualize is what you become, what you are. Um, I know that I had an apartment in Philadelphia, and I remember saying back in my, I was in college, I want a house, I want an apartment, I want a penthouse apartment with a balcony that overlooks the city. When I got this apartment, I lied to you not, and it was my best friend who put me onto it. She said, Chandra, I remember when you said that. I said, you did, right? But look, well, here we are 30 years later, and I am where I'm supposed to be. Um, a lot has happened in my life that I know that I spoke into existence, but it was with the, with the coexistence of the word, you know, the Bible says the word became flesh, right? Words become, they become, they, it just happens. Um, and I'm not asking anybody to convert or to become. I just know what it's supposed to mean. No, it's I do, interpretation. And I share. It's interpretation. It's interpretation. No, and I, I share give it. Yeah. Right? I give it to saying. And I share mm -hmm. it, right? And so I subscribe. Mm -hmm. This is the, the tenant I subscribe to. The Bible tells me to love my neighbor as I love myself. Didn't say mm -hmm. love. Love God, love my neighbor as I love myself, right? Everything else in the Bible to me stands on that. So I stand on loving God, loving myself, and loving my neighbor. Um, and I try mm -hmm. to exude that in all that I do. And when I mess up, because I do, I try to ask for forgiveness and try to move on. But the fact of the matter is the manifestation of visualization is real. Yeah. Is I mean, I don't, you're, you're absolutely right. And I don't write, I don't make vision boards. So what I do, it works for me is that I write in very big letters. Like I'll take a sheet of paper and turn it sideways, eight by 11 and write very, very huge on the paper what I want. And then I tape it to my wall because I have this belief that sometimes we have dreams and we don't speak them or write them down because then we'll, then we can't unsee it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And once you see it and once it's there, you can't run from yourself and tell yourself right. that you don't really want that or it's not mm -hmm. attainable because if somebody else got it, I can get it too. And so mm -hmm. by writing it and constantly reaffirming what I want and writing it on huge sheets, of, like my kids are like, what's all this all over the wall? It's to remain, you know, steady about Conscious what I want. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like yeah. as a mom, with these kids, I'm always like, okay, this one to the summer camp and this one, we're applying for colleges and this one with the therapist and blah, 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 blah. You can get lost in yourself and just try but to But also what, what's day to day, Holly, right? What's you, for me? You can't get lost. You cannot get lost in your children, right? Because they will grow up and be human beings that have to produce in the world. And then what do you have left? Right. Yeah, you and have? you have to show them how to how to see themselves. You have to show them how right. to you show need to be an themselves. example. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to do my board. <laughs> well, what, is, what, 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 what could your board be? Like, what, what is it? It might not be a board because you said you might not want to sit down and do that. What, yeah, it's hard for the board. So what, would you, what but, could um, be something for you? I do have these creative little books that I got when I was in Vermont because I love Vermont. Do you write oh, yeah, a lot? So, yeah. so, huh? Do you write a lot? I do write a lot. I mean, I wrote a, I pitched a show. So I was focused on Vermont for the whole time I was pitching that show. Okay. So I feel like it was in the, in my mm -hmm. vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I look at Zillow a lot. Right. <laughs> Zillow. <laughs> but Zillow I do good. have a vision of a home. I have the photo. Right. Mm -hmm. So make it your screensaver yeah. or something. Yes. Right. Ooh, yes. Something yes. that you use. It doesn't have to be a board. It could be whatever you need to see to remind your consciousness. Right. You have to remind yourself mm -hmm. and your consciousness. This is what we're working for. This is what we're doing yes. this for. What's our end yes. game? Yes. It's really amazing that you like to see a home because I see a home in my dreams that I've never been to before and it shows up once or twice a year and I see it and I know it's the where same every, place. It's the same place. I know where every room is, but I've never been there wow. in real life. You feel comfortable yeah. there? Yeah, it's like I feel like I go for 
visits and I just go there. I've never been there, but I know where everything is. Wow. I don't know what wow. that means. That's what does that mean? Anybody? No, I, maybe, no, maybe you've created that place in your, in your consciousness, your safe space, but it's also where you, where you feel, where you create. Maybe that's the place where your ideas come, but it's your safe place and you go there when it's needed for you to become full again. Well, also too, remember in uh, Miracle on 34th Street, Right, mm-hmm. she saw the house mm-hmm. in her dream, and and the the cane mm-hmm. and everything. That was the house she saw in her dream. Mm-hmm. So that's probably when you see that house, Holly, yeah. you're gonna know the house. That's your house right. You're gonna know it. You're gonna know. I've it. been right. seeing this. I've been seeing this house since I was since I was in my twenties. I've been seeing yeah. this wow. house since yeah. I was in my twenties, and I go. So are you seeing it more frequently? Uh, I haven't seen it for a few weeks, but I saw it maybe about a month ago. But it's like I just mm. walk in. I have a good feeling. I'm like, oh, I'm here. And I go through wow, and I see home. and I'm like, oh, this couch got moved or this. That's your home. Just, it's yeah. your home. And and wow. and and so what so what I would suggest is that you ask to be there more. Just ask to just hmm. ask to go visit more. So and then ask and then when you get there, say, who wh- wh- what is this place? Can you tell me who you are? Can you tell me what this place is? It'll tell where you. Where is it? Yeah. yeah. Where are you? Yeah, like yeah. like like Joanna said, the universe is always talking. The universe is amazing. It talks to you. It 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 mm-hmm. it, it loves us. It wants us to be we only we're not we only okay, so you, you ever right you ever had this incident where like right now we're talking talking and I'm like you know what where's Tammy and then you go outside and you see Tammy yes like, and Tammy doesn't live in New York mm-hmm. but you see Tammy That's right so those it. are moments where I'm like Oh, okay, universe. All I need is six numbers. Okay. But, <laughs> but that's the key. But and, and listen, the universe has given me numbers. They have given me numbers. My mother passed away uh 12, 17, right? Her birthday's 526. For some reason, Mother's Day, my siblings, anyway, we we all scattered once my mom passed. And my sister stole, I'm going to say it, she stole my mama urn. <laughs> she stole it from me. She was going to come back home with me. And my such sister a sibling. has such her. A sibling. I know, right? She's the baby of the family. So she took the, She took my, my mom urn. And Mother's Day, she puts this fancy shit on Facebook about, oh, uh, I was like, bitch, I'm, I'm in my feelings. Because I'm like, she took my mama. That's my mama. But guess what? My mama's birthday came out in the lotto and I had played it as a symbol of my mom. So I was like, oh, that's my mama telling me, you chill, just relax. I I'm with you. you at all times. You know what I mean? But I was tight. I was like, I I didn't appreciate that they went. I paid for the damn funeral. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, how are you going to go and how take How you going to steal your mama? Like, how you going <laughs> to... Why are you still your the mama? Is, where was they, where's they taking her? Where's she going? What's they doing with her? Listen, my, my brother took her on tour. He took her to Delaware. He took her to Philly. Like, they took her in the car. Like, yo, we gave her a tour. So the funny part is, I understand. I'm living in her apartment. Mm-hmm. I got grandmother in. It's rent stabilized. I pay under $1,000 for three bedrooms. So I'm like, okay, my mom is taking care of me. I'm I'm her favorite. That's what I'm saying. I'm her favorite. It's five of us left. Oh, so they're um, trying to get your mom to be on their side. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, she, they know. She, mm, they they figure they have so, her possessed. If they got the possession. I'm, I'm named after my mama, okay? My mom is Joanne Marie. I'm Joanna Maria. So I'm oh. like, ah, y'all can't take that from me. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this article about stand up comedy. I wasn't sure if I could get this in on this episode, but I think it's 
worth talking about because you guys are doing something that is really important, which is your your focus is on black women in comedy. This one um, gives me pause, but I I, I guess mm. it's something that's come out of the maybe the pandemic. Um, naked stand up comedy. Ah, uh, I met as, him finally. I met the guy. So as long as she can remember the stand up comic, Carolyn. Bergier yes. or Bergier has had a recurring nightmare where she's on stage partly nude. It's scary, and then she wakes up. The difference this time is that she is entirely naked, and this is no dream. Right. It's real life, or at least as close as you can get in Bushwick. Now, this is written by Jason Zinneman uh, for the New York Times, mm-hmm. and this is happening in Bushwick, Brooklyn, in a basement. Um, people are naked. They walk on stage with no clothes on, mm-hmm. and it's a sold-out show for 75 I know people. it is sold out. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. But this is what they said. I noticed in the article, they made some comments. I'm like, you know, can you, like, not insult the comedy seller while giving yes, exactly. someone else a compliment? Like, right. They were trying to say, like this form of comedy was more vulnerable than what I've seen. It's like, no, right. let's not, let's not get it twisted. Yeah, right. Comedy is vulnerable. a craft. It's a vulnerability. It is a form yes. of art mm-hmm. And it is vulnerable with your clothes on. Yes. Now, this is something that is new that someone is, or not new. People have done it. I mean, I think, um, they used to do it in Queens. I think at QED. Day, what's his name? The, I forget his name. I need the cowboy. Bruce would do oh it. yeah. Lenny Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. You know, um, you know, people have stripped before. They talked about um, um, stick a pole in it with another breast one. cancer, right? Um, Tig, right? You know, performed like that. But how do you feel about this show, this theme show? Um, I wouldn't do it. I don't how about it. that? I wouldn't do it. I don't. I don't feel um, to to each his own. But. I mean, to me, it's a, it's a gimmick. There's like, it's, to me, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick and people are going to come see naked ass people. Yeah. I mean, they're going to pay to see naked ass people because people like to see that, you know what I mean? So throw comedy in it. Great. Um, is it something that's needed in the comedy realm? I, I mean, comics so. are not really known for their fitness. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know, and it's like, and you think you don't have to be super fit to do anything in the world, but I kind of feel like, no, it's a pass. Like, I wouldn't do it and I wouldn't pay to see it. What's the purpose of being naked again? Uh, What's their purpose? They they just thought they, it says, uh, I don't know what their purpose is. I think Get that's seat the sold. part that I'm not getting in the article yet. Yeah, right. Um, I, didn't, I didn't read. I didn't see the purpose of it. Um, there's no therapeutic value right, right. other than other I think than it's a trendy. Yes, or, that's what I think too. these people have. The, maybe they're vo- like not voyage, voyage, voyeurs, but maybe they're the opposite. The people who like to show like they're exhibitionists. Exhibitionists. So I think they well, tied their sexuality I, into their. Well, one of the things that they did say in the article was that people don't have boners. Like, you know, they don't have, they don't, people right. in the audience, because there's like the front row, you can have your clothes off if you're in the audience, yeah, yeah, if you I want to take that. your clothes right. off. Um, but I feel like it's not, uh, it's not a sexual show per se. Right. You have to mentally tell yourself, this is not sexual. Why someone like Carol, I know Carolyn, why she would do something like that 
it's on her. Like, I know I wouldn't do it. And I like that Billy said he selects performers all body shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's looking for slim, right. titties or whatever. So, oh, oh, here it is. It takes place on a space belonging to a sex positive. There you go. That's what I said. Yeah, What's the purpose? Is. So that's what it is. So yeah, that's that's because what it there's is. a whole that's... industry. They have a nudist. You know, they have nudist beaches all over the place. They have people mm-hmm. very comfortable um, with being um, fully naked. So they have an audience. Um, they have. Yeah, a I'm like, do you? Do you have right. fun? Yeah, right. But yeah, right. right. Be funny though. I personally. Yeah. Um, ah, I heard not, you, Marina. I I, <laughs> I would not. Um, only because. That I feel that being on stage is naked enough um, yes. that I have to undress. My my clothes really help me to be more secure in my presentation. Now I have to be totally naked. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. And I come. And I. And here's the thing. I commend those that are there. I'm. I'm comfortably fine with my own body. I looked at my body this morning and I said, for a big girl. You got a little curves working, girl. Right? This is that little thing, right? Um, but I realized that over the years, now I'll say this out loud because I'm not ashamed of my weight. We went, Joanna, when we went to Virginia, um, the room I yes. stayed in had a scale in it. They put me in the room with the scale, and I looked at the scale, and the scale looked at me, and I looked at the scale. I said, Oh, you taunting me? I'm not scared of you. So I got on the scale, and I said, Now, if you're going to lie, lie, but tell the truth so we can be out of this thing. I'm 345 pounds. Do I look 345 pounds? I'm packing this tight in this little 5'2 right. frame. But I also know health-wise, that's two people. And I feel it. Right. So mm-hmm. I looked at myself in the month this morning. I said, girl, you're going to have to do something because I'm 51 now. I'm not getting any younger. I hear my mother's in my back. Chandra, you got to lose weight because your bones and your body and the thing. And then I also feel it. I literally sit on the mm-hmm. side of my bed every morning and have to do... <sighs> So when I get comfortable with my size, maybe as a coming out to it, like, oh, my body's where I need to be. But nah, I'm good. Mm. I am very, yeah. very good trying to find my clothes at Lane Bryant and being cute for everybody and myself. <laughs> yeah. A, a naked show is very triggering. Yes, yes, it is. Speaking of triggering, because it's like, you know, as a female comic, you fuck. For me, you know, I being on stage and getting respect from men in the audience requires words mm-hmm. and being really funny mm-hmm. and not using my body mm-hmm. to get right that part for, for for me anyway from what the years of coming up in comedy i found like i said this once i said um i envied amy schumer for being applauded for being sexier on stage wow and, and but i envied it and then i also realized oh this is a world that doesn't understand that black women have never been applauded for being sexy on stage because the assumption is that we're already, you know, like sexual. Right. We've been exploited for being sexual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So my fight to be respected on stage didn't even just deal with just men. It was also about this overall perception of what black women are. You know, and to own my sexuality as a woman, mm-hmm. as a black woman, was difficult mm-hmm. because of my upbringing. I had my grandfather who used to make me feel horrible mm. about developing early at 12. So it's like when they applauded Amy, good for Amy. Mm-hmm. But but did, I, did I miss that? Her, they applauded I, her because I, she looked better or something? Oh, they just were like, look at how she owns her sexuality. She dresses up like the industry. Mm-hmm. Amy, Amy, Blondie, Amy. Schumer. 
Mm-hmm. Did she not dress up before? Like, am I? What am I? I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, is that Amy Schumer is one of the comedians that they sort of was like, she, look, she wears a dress on stage. She's 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 feminine she's feminine feminine, right yeah whereas other female comics okay thank you they were often oh i missed that that other female comics like why do they why do they dress like that like i I heard an agent yeah an agent one time say "Could, could they just put on a little lipstick you know not not even understanding what right. we go through, right. why we make these choices. Well, then yeah. it come to the black so, like, women at comedy like festival because about... we be dressing. We yeah, be dressing. but you have all the you have we the whole gamut. You have the the jeans and the sneakers, and then you have we like got the leather pants. Dress, yeah, the like the glam, the glam, everything. The glam. Yeah. Well, that's part of like this. Just what you're saying, Marina, is so mm-hmm. valid because coming up in the 80s and I'm, I was at the club in the 80s, like I was at the cellar I was at Catch a Rising Star I was at the the bottom was it the bottom what does they call it, the one on Bottomless Street something. yes, it was something but I, I was at all these clubs just laughing and having a good time but I also, in the back of my head I was like, where, where, where are the women yeah. that look like me? I think I got to see Marsha Warfield once and then when I started, um, I dated this guy. Anyway, I wound up taking stand-up comedy class through the Learning Annex, and Stand Up New York became my home club. And I, Tim Davis was the teacher, the, the instructor. Yes, Tim Davis. And, and so I got to see Sunda. I got to see Sunda. And I believe, um, what's her name? She does in, in Versity. Uh, university. She she reminds me of you, Holly. You know what I'm talking about. She has a husband. She has two babies. Karen, uh, Janelle James. Karen. Yes, Karen. Yeah, we Karen have the same Foster. birthday. Yes. We have the Karen same Foster. birthday. Karen Foster. Oh yeah. wow! So Karen Foster. I started seeing. Then I started seeing you, Marina, and and Leanne, uh, and Kalise at that time, and it was like so sparingly uh, to see black women in the, in the clubs. And so, like, just just having this festival each year in our fourth year, and and so many women trying to get in, and you know, the ones that do get in, they're so excited about having the opportunity to come and fellowship because yeah, that's basically what it is. We're fellowshipping, we're telling our war stories, um, and we're we're seeking how should industry mm-hmm. uh, connections yes. not All approval. Right. No, I don't know. This festival ain't oh, not like us. Not we've us, had sorry. like. Yeah, I was gonna say because we've had minimal right. industry uh, show up. Like they'll show up incognito. Like they won't let me know they're there. But then next, you know, somebody's getting hit up uh, to be on somebody's show, and I'm like, shouldn't shouldn't I know about this? Like this is to help the festival by letting me know that this industry, like Laugh Tracks, Laugh Tracks came to our first year, and one of the women, uh, a Coco Fresh, was selected to be on their show and she she um shot the pilot and she was selected so i'm like and then some of them got just for laughs and it's like wait a minute i don't think this is how it works like you're supposed to let us know you're here so we can like use it as credit if you will um to say that yes we have industry showing up at these festivals uh at the black women in comedy live festival because you know what's the point other than we 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 socializing and fellowshipping but i need them to know that you're going to come here and you're going to watch them you're going to see them and you're going to reach out to them because that's what it's all about right yeah. with festivals 
Yeah, I love I well we do have to wrap. Um I'm sorry we have to come to a close. I just looked at the time. Sorry. I don't want to go too far. Um but I want you all in your outro to tell our listeners uh where they can find you and then also like what shows they should see at the festival, highlight some shows like each of you. Yeah. And then a friends like us and the friends like us Holly'll do it first cuz she's She's like almost like been on the show so much. Everyone yes, knows. Yes, that. Yes. So, Holly, where can our listeners find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Holly Harper Five. That's number five. Instagram and Twitter, Holly Harper Five, and on the book face, uh, just Holly Harper. <laughs> just Holly Harper. Um, I'm uh, producing and hosting the Power Snatch Comedy Show. Yes, Power Snatch. <laughs> I'm not nasty. That's a CrossFit move. Um, yeah, it's at my CrossFit, <laughs> at CrossFit 718 out in Sunset Park. They love the festival. They love Joanna. Um, they're very excited. <laughs> and um, with friends like us, you are always going to learn something new. That's right. Amen. That's right. <laughs> I love it. All right. And Joanna. Well, you can find me on Instagram, Joanna M. Briley. M is for Maria, because that's my middle name. <laughs> that's on Twitter, is One Funny Sister 2. Um, for the festival, uh, opening night. Opening night is June 14th at Littlefield. And we have the headliner series, which is Ashima Franklin, uh, mm-hmm. Mugga, Glow Butler, Tony Bird, and who's that other one? Uh, Ashima Franklin. That's it. Oh, Yana Dukey. So the, to me, Joke Sisters is uh, Thursday. And we're doing the Divine Nine edition where all of the women are comedians, but they also pledge to sorority. Uh, Alpha, Kappa, Alpha Kappa Alpha, uh, Delta Sigma, and Zeta. Zeta Phi Beta. And... We have a first ever rap battle, comedy rap battle, Friday, uh, June 16th at Don't Tell Mamas. And uh, I'm just excited about that because it's five, 10 women competing and rapping. And I don't know what it's going to be, but I think it's going to be hysterical to find out. It's going to be funny. So that's Friday, June 16th. Um, I'm just so thankful for this platform. And with friends like us. We are always going to get ourselves together. We're going to get it together as a collective. Love it. Chandra Daniels. Chandra Daniels. You can find me on Facebook. That's Chandra Daniels, the humor consultant. Um, You can find me on LinkedIn at Chandra Daniels because LinkedIn is where I stay. Um, Holly, watch your mic. And um, you can also come out to the festival and see these shows. We have um, Lois Thompson, the Black Light Comedy Show. She's yes. June 15th. Black Light Comedy, she has a show that she's been running um, for years in Brooklyn. This show is being highlighted. And uh, Lois is a friend, supporter, and one of the sponsors of the Black the Women in Comedy yes. Festival. So we have to always include our wonderful sponsors that make this happen. <laughs> um, and then we yes. also have a show that I am definitely um interested in seeing i just want to pull it up so i get it right um comedy uh is it the whole ventures 
H-E-A-U-X Adventures. Um, and this is that comedy in Harlem. The only black com- uh, yes. comedy club in New York City in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Come out and support that club. Come out and show and and, 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 and support um, the headliner, Ashima Franklin. And then, of course, I have a show called The Black, uh, the, the, the BFF Comedy Show yes. um, at Don't Tell Mamas on Saturday um, the 18th with the headliner, Mug of Phoenix. So I'm very excited about that. And let me say, with friends like us, we're always going to be all right. We're always going to be all right. Yes. 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 Amen. Marina Franklin here. It's been wonderful. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Um, just go to my website, marinafranklin.com, and you probably have been listening to me. I've been talking about the fundraiser that I'm also doing at the, uh, the Col- Comedy Club in Harlem comedy in Harlem. Mm-hmm. That's it's D3, name. right? Yeah, it's a D3 school. It's been severely defunded, but we, wow. as this episode goes out, the show is over. But okay. the site will still be up, and it will still be on my website, and you can still donate okay. funds, and we'll be doing another show three months mm. down the road. It will never end. We will always support these children in Harlem. Yes. You know what? Um, it's important it that we take care. We can't wait for the government. We can't throw money at right. the problem all the time, so we need your support. Now, with friends yes. like us, my vision board is black <laughs> women doing amazing. Wow. Yes. Beautiful. So, beautiful. Yes, right. Yes, yes, yes. You know what the statistics show? Yes, all positive. Yes, we're hundred percent satisfied. Amen. Now I'm gonna say one, two, three on four. We say check. We say check us out at the same time. Okay. 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 One, two, three. Check Check us us out. out. Check us out. Check us out. (laughs) Thank you.